going on my guys gals and non-binary pals welcome back to whatever the show where i talk about whatever my name is Cameron, and we are officially into the christmas season or hanukkah if you celebrate hanukkah or if you don't celebrate either just you know happy december <laughs> um today i wanted to start off these few uh, christmas episodes by just talking about you know christmas movies uh what are some good ones out there what are my personal favorites and just yeah but before i get into all that there is an announcement i want to make uh, the good people over at Squadcast, they right now are hosting a scavenger hunt to give away prizes and stuff, and they're giving away up to $5,000 worth of podcast equipment. So if you're looking to start a podcast, or you already do a podcast, and you want to possibly get some free stuff, uh, go over to their Twitter, that's Squadcast, all one word. Uh, I will put a link in the description too, but go to the Twitter, uh, they should have the website right there. Uh, I will also put a link in the description of this episode to go right to the contest page. Uh, yeah, just join it, do a, a little scavenger hunt, you know, do some tests, get some cool stuff. But, with that out of the way, let's now talk about Christmas movies. Alright, so what better to do during the Christmas season than to sit down and watch a good Christmas movie with your family or your loved one or whatever. Uh, I personally love Christmas movies. I love Halloween movies a little more, but I've always I always have a soft spot for Christmas movies. Uh, there are a lot of good ones out there. Uh, before I get into mine, I want to list off because uh, I found this thing from Entertainment Weekly. What they claim are the top twenty Christmas movies ever, um, and I'm just going to go through this and see if I agree or disagree with them, and say which ones I think are good. So the first one they got here is. The Santa Claus from 1994. Now, this is the one with Tim Allen, where he's basically not being a great father. And one day, he accidentally scares Santa on his roof, and Santa falls off the roof. So then he has to travel to the North Pole and become the new Santa. And I love, I absolutely love this movie. Like, despite all of the stuff that Tim Allen does, I really love the Santa Claus. It definitely, it's, it gives me a good sense of nostalgia whenever I watch it. And it's just, it's just a feel-good movie all around. Uh, if you haven't seen Santa Claus, I definitely uh, recommend it. Uh, next on this list, we got, <laughs> we got Gremlins from 1984. Now, this movie was actually, it was just on TV uh, a little bit ago. And I love the Gremlins. Just because I feel like it's kind of, like it should be a Halloween movie. But it's also set around Christmas. Well... In their description, they're like, not a Christmas movie per se, but Joe Dante's mischievous monster mash comedy is set during the holidays in a snowy Norman Rockwell-esque town. So it's not exactly a Christmas movie, but it is set, you know, during the Christmas season. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention about the Gremlins, uh, there's a scene in it I absolutely love. Uh, there's a scene with this old woman, she's at home with her cats, and she hears something weird, so she opens her front door, and a bunch of gremlins are out there, you know, trying to be Christmas tailors, and she freaks out, 
And instead of, you know, running upstairs, I mean, she's an old woman. She, um, there's the scene prior, she came down the stairs in one of those chairlifts. And instead of, you know, attempting to run back up because she's scared, she goes to the effort of sitting back in the chairlift. But one of the gremlins messed with the electrical. So when she started it, it shot up the stairs. And then you see a shot of the outside of the house and she comes flying out the window. (laughs) I don't know why that just got me so much, but yeah, no, the gremlins is a really good movie. Um, the premise of it, if you haven't seen it, I should say before I get too ahead of myself is there's these little, uh, I forget what kind of creatures they are, but they're these little, like little fluff balls. And the rules with them is you're not supposed to get them wet and you're not supposed to feed them after midnight, and they become these, like, scaly reptile things if you do such things. Uh, Number 18 is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989. Now, this one is definitely a classic. I've seen multiple times. It's, you know, it focuses on the Griswold family just trying to have a good Christmas. Uh, It's got Chevy Chase in it. Uh, (laughs) The description here says... Okay, so it's not the best installment in the Griswold family saga, but Christmas Vacation is worth watching alone for Randy Quaid's cousin Eddie at Chevy Chase's, excuse me, Chevy Chase's fumbling encounter with a buxom department store saleswoman. <laughs> I was just browsing, uh, browsing. It's a bit nipply out. I mean, nippy. <laughs> I use that quote all the time. You're like, oh, it's a tip bit nipply out. But yeah, no, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is definitely a good one, too. Uh, next on their list, uh, next on this list at number 17 is Scrooged by night or Scrooged from 1988. No one does bah humbug better than Bill Murray's Frank Cross, a heartless TV exec in this dark comedy retelling of Dickens Christmas Carol. Yes, it's pretty much the same film as Groundhog Day. Jerk becomes a better man on the eve of a national holiday, but that doesn't stop it from being the perfect prickly antidote to Yuletide sap. Yeah, so basically it's a retelling of the Christmas story where Bill Murray is this TV executive and, you know, he's basically the Scrooge in the situation and he gets visited by all these different entities being like, hey, this is why you need to stop being a dick, essentially. Uh, it's, definitely, it's a good movie, too. It's, a def- it's a, another Christmas classic that I absolutely love. <laughs> now, this one is up for debate by a lot of people. Uh, number 16... Die Hard from 1988. New York cop John McClane heads to L.A. to see his wife and winds up attending the Christmas office party from hell thanks to Alan Rickman's memorable Teutonic baddie Hans Gruber. Finds a one-man killing machine along with a lump of corn starting. Who needs ho 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 when you have yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people like to argue that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. And while, yes, it's not specifically about Christmas, it is set during Christmas. And I think that's what qualifies a Christmas movie as a Christmas movie. If it's either if it's about Christmas or set during Christmas. Um, But to the ho-ho-ho thing, there's actually a quote from that movie where uh, Alan Rickman's character, Hans Gruber, he finds this, like, I think it's a dead guy. I wasn't sure if it was a mannequin or a dead guy. But there's a note attached to it that says, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, wait. I should actually read that like Alan Rickman. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, no, Die Hard's definitely a good movie, too. And, yes, I definitely think it's a Christmas movie. Next, this one I haven't seen, but it's a classic for many people. It, like, it's the classic of classics. Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. An old man working as a Macy's department store Santa claims to be Chris Kringle, and he convinces innocent kids and even the most cynical adults that he's a real deal. There's something undeniably sweet about this perennial classic, even though if it were made today, he'd be handcuffed and thrown in the slammer. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen too much of it, but I believe, I think this is the Christmas movie that that one clip comes from, where uh, there's like an ornament on a tree and there's like a bell on it and it rains, and the little kid is like, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. But yeah, no, Miracle on 34th Street is definitely an old classic Christmas movie that I should definitely watch more of because it's it's um, pretty good. Uh, number 14, White Christmas from 1954. Ben Crosby, Danny Kaye, and Rosemary Clooney deck the halls in this Yuletide classic. Who cares that this movie's as syrupy as a Vermont maple? The Irving Berlin... Irving Berlin songs are timeless. This is one I have not seen. I think I've heard some songs. I think that's where I hear the song White Christmas from. You know, Ben Crosby, the old crooner that he is, he's like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I think I was thinking of Elvis there, but... White Christmas, I have not seen this, but I've heard a lot of people say it's a really good Christmas movie. Oh, this is a fucking crime. Number 13, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. Now, I did a whole episode talking about Nightmare Before Christmas and why I love it so much. And I also mentioned, too, that Nightmare Before Christmas acts as both a Halloween and a Christmas movie. And, like I said, I've already talked about, in a previous episode back in October how much I love Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's a crime that they put it here at 13. Uh, to read this off, Tim Burton may seem more like a natural fit for Halloween than Christmas, but the mad maestro of the Macrobays' stop-motion holiday fable is pure eye candy. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas, definitely a movie to watch on Halloween or Christmas. And I, like I said, I love it so much. There's not really much I can say without, you know, repeating myself from the older episode, but... How dare they put it at 13? How dare you, Entertainment Weekly? Uh, number 12, another one I haven't really seen. Or, it's been a while since I've seen. Uh, Trading Places, from 1983. Alright, so maybe this one's not technically a Christmas movie either, but the sight of a down-and-out Dan Aykroyd in a Santa suit, eating a slab of salmon through his grungy cotton candy beard, fills us with the holiday spirit. Now... Yeah, I haven't seen much of this movie, but it stars Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Uh, I can't really say much about it, because I haven't really seen it, but if it's got Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, I'm definitely going to give it a watch. Uh, this is another crime. Number 11, we have Home Alone from 1990. Writer John Hughes added heart, and thanks heart to Thanksgiving with planes, trains, and automobiles. In Home Alone, he takes a less sentimental approach to the holidays with the tale of eight-year-old Kevin McAllister, the adorable McCauley Tolkien, who's not really adorable anymore, 
who is left alone by his family only to face down and outwit a pair of bundling burglars. Let's be honest, you can enjoy this one any time of the year. Now, unpopular opinion to between me and my wife, I absolutely love Home Alone. She absolutely hates it. Not the movie itself, but she just doesn't like Macaulay Tolkien for some reason, and she's never given me a straight answer as to why. But I love Home Alone and Home Alone 2. The first two, you know, the Macaulay Tolkien ones. Uh, I definitely love those. Those are some of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. I grew up on Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I watched Home Alone 2 more than I did the first one. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to go on a tangent here. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the reboot, I guess you could call it, that it's on Disney Plus now. Uh, I think it's called Home Sweet Home Alone or something like that. With this new kid, he's like British or something. And the only reference to the old movies is that there's a cop in it with the last name McAllister and it's Buzz from the original movies. I, uh, no, I, I'm i not, I, I don't want it. I don't, I, I shall not have it in this house. house. But <laughs> no, it's just, it does not look good. Like literally everything they did off of, you know, after Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, it's just terrible it's it's sad i i don't want it i don't want it in this household but yeah no home alone and home alone 2 are two of my personal favorite christmas movies of all time let's see what they got next oh number 10 rudolph the red-nosed reindeer from 1964 this made for tv rankin and bass classic features burl ives as sam the snowman telling the internal let me start that over this made for tv rankin and bass classic features burl ives as sam the snowman telling the internally sweet story of an outcast with a very shiny nose and an elf who wants to be a dentist an annual must see i agree with that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the old 1964 i guess claymation cartoon uh it's just it's a class it's like, when I say classic, I'm going to say classic for a lot of these, but that is definitely a classic. Oh, uh, I just thought of uh, a meme that actually came off of this. Uh, there's the part where Ernie, I think. I for- God, I forget the elf's name. It's like Benny or Ernie or something like that. But he's in the uh, workshop, and all of a sudden the head elf, the big head elf, busts in the door. And he's like, why weren't you an elf practice? Uh, but yeah, it's, no, this movie is a classic. Definitely, I think they show it at least multiple times every year on multiple channels. It's definitely a must-see. So, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 1964. Definitely put that, put that on your Christmas movie list. Ooh, here's another one that I love. The Year Without Santa Claus from 1974 at number 9. Better known as The Movie with Heat Miser, Santa, played by Mickey Rooney, has a cold and decides to take a year off from his Christmas duties, it's up to a pair of elves, Jingle Bells and Jangle Bells, to save the day. But first, they have to get past Heat Miser and Snow Miser, the best Christmas baddies since the Grinch. I'm Mr. Heat Miser, I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Green Christmas, I'm Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt my clutch. Ho oh, ho. 
I'm too much. This is another song. This is this was ten years later from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but it's the same style. It's the same. It's the same like claymation style. Sorry, I'm enjoying a Calypso lemonade to freshen my throat. Oh god, that's refreshing. But Year Without Santa Claus came out in 1974, and yeah, it's got uh, Heat Miser, Snow Miser. It's another classic one that I've seen multiple times. Uh, my grandma actually showed me these at a very young age, so I grew up watching these old Christmas cartoons. Number eight, one I have not seen, but, and I feel bad for not seeing it, The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992. The Henson Workshop takes on Dickens in this fur and felt adaptation of A Christmas Carol with Kermit as Bob Cratchit, Miss Piggy as Miss Cratchit, and Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. Who do we petition to get this one aired on TV more often? Yeah, definitely. It's from what I've seen, from what I've heard everybody say, The Muppet Christmas Carol is really good. Like, it's a really good Christmas movie, especially if it has Michael Caine in it. It's Michael Caine interacting with Kermit the Frog. <laughs> hello, I'm Michael Caine. I'm playing Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, hello, I am Kermit the Frog. I am Bob Cratchit. <laughs> but yeah, no. From what I heard, a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of friends say too, that Muppet Christmas Carol is good. And I'm hoping it's on Disney+, Plus, which I will definitely be watching, you know, have a relaxed night with my wife and watch Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Number seven on here is Bad Santa from... I almost messed up the year. Bad Santa from 2003. Billy Bob Thornton spikes the eggnog in this bruised black comedy about a disgusting, drunk department store Santa slash con man who's out to rob stores on Christmas Eve with his little person elf sidekick, Marcus, played by Tony Cox. Here's one for parents looking for something to pop on after their kids are asleep. Looking back, I know I've seen I've seen Bad Santa at least a few times. It's not a good movie. It's just I don't know. It's just it's not my style. I know a lot of people liked it just for the comedy, but it's just it's not my style. It's not something I'd definitely be like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's watch Bad Santa, everyone. It's just it's not my it's not for me. If you like it. That's fine, but it ain't for me. Uh, number six, Love Actually from 2003. I have not seen Love Actually, but a lot of people seem to like it. It's one of those uh, campy, early 2000 romantic comedies. Uh, just to read off of this. A round delay of lump in your throat, London, love during the holiday season from the confectioners behind Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral. You could fill a stocking with all of the terrific moments in the film, but none is better than when a group of kids bring down the house with their rendition of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah, I've I've not seen this movie, but a lot of people seem to really like it. Number five. Um, yeah, I can see this being at number five for them. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1966. So... The old, the old 60s cartoon. Forget the over-caffeinated Jim Carrey version. Chuck Jones' animated made-for-TV take on the Dr. Seuss classic is the one you want to watch over and over again. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please, don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. 
or it could be that his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Yeah, the cartoon, the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas is another, again, classic. <laughs> it's, it follows the book, like, directly while adding its own stuff. And there was actually a lot of Dr. Seuss stories that got turned into cartoons around that time. Like, uh, Cat in the Hat, uh, Green Eggs and Ham, The Sneetches. Yeah, a lot of Dr. Seuss stories were turned into cartoons. This one, obviously, around the Christmas season. And this is the first, my first introduction to The Grinch. I never read the book, but watching the 1966 cartoon was my introduction to Grinch. I think I saw it when I was like five or six, and I just, I've been in love with it ever since. I love The Grinch, absolutely. Ooh, number four, I have a, I have a hot take on. Number four, Elf, from 2003. The best Christmas flick of the century. Hmm, I disagree. Granted, the century is only 18 years old, but still. Was this published in 2018? Anyway, Will Ferrell is priceless as the oversized elf who ventures far away from the North Pole to search for his father. I have a niece who is obsessed with this movie that one December she may be watching three times in a row. I don't, I didn't mind a bit. Now, there's a lot that's good in this movie. I'm just not a fan of Will Ferrell. Both me and my dad, we're just not fans of Will Ferrell. Just, I, I just feel like he tries too hard to be funny. Like, when he's actually trying to be funny, he's it, it, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me, personally, at least. But there is a lot of good in this movie. There is a lot of good. Like, a lot of good quotes, a lot of good uh, moments in it. Like, the one a lot of people remember is when he gets roped into working for the mall Santa. And the guy was like, all right, heads up, everyone. Remember, 10 a.m., Santa's coming down. And he's like, Santa! Oh, my God! <laughs> I gotta admit, that moment was funny. But, yeah, there's a lot of good moments in Elf. I'm just not a fan of Will Ferrell. Like, I'll watch the movie, but I'm just not a huge fan of... Fun fact, actually, about Elf... There's an elf that actually talks to Buddy in the movie, who's, he gets a lot of screen time, and he gets a lot of lines. The guy who plays that elf is the kid who played Ralphie in A Christmas Story, and I'm actually hoping that comes up in these next three entries. Uh, number three here, A Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. Some holiday movies just make you feel good when they come on. They wrap you in a comforter of warm, cozy nostalgia. To me, and I'm guessing a lot of you, that this is that movie. I could watch those peanuts. I could watch those peanuts kids do their herky jerky dance on an internal loop and never get tired of it. Plus, if there ever was a movie that made you want to take home the saddest baldest tree at the nursery, this is the one. Now, this movie, I quote this all the time, because a lot of times, like at my work, usually after Christmas, we deal with you know, getting rid of people's Christmas trees that they're getting rid of. But anytime we do anything with pine, like I'll take a small straggly bush that has no pine needles on it. I'll hand it to somebody and be like, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Uh, but yeah, I love Charlie Brown stuff. I have since I was a kid and Charlie Brown Christmas is always, the, always a must watch during the holidays for me. Aha, here we go. Number two, Christmas story from 1983. 
Okay, I know a lot of you who've clicked this far are going to be upset that this isn't number one. I love it too, especially when Four-Eyed Ralphie's pal gets triple dot dared to touch his stun to a frozen metal flagpole. So please, don't shoot my eye out with an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 shot range model air rifle. This movie is the reason I got a BB done as a kid. Because I watched Christmas Story and I was like, Dad, I want one. And my dad was like, Okay. Just don't shoot anything. <laughs> and this is the same man who, one time when I was doing par target practice during the fall, we saw a chipmunk, and he looks at me and says, Shoot it in the ass. So I did. <laughs> but yeah, no, Christmas Story is the reason I got a BB gun as a child, and it's another one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. And there's the infamous scene of, you know, the kid being dared to put his tongue on the pole, just like, oh, it'll stick to the pole. And the kid's like, no, I don't want to do it. And the other kid's like, I triple dodd dare ya. And, and you, you cannot turn down a triple dodd dare. You just, you cannot. You will be shunned for life if you do. And uh, number one, I think this is the one I was confusing uh, Miracle on 34th Street with. Uh, number one, It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. I know, big shocker that this is number one, right? Well, sometimes movies are considered masterpieces for a reason, and this is one of those times. If you think that Frank Tapper's holiday staple is a feel good is feel good hooey, watch it again. It's funny, heartwarming, profound, and an annual reminder that the holidays are more about are about more than presents thanks to Jimmy Stewart's turn as George Bailey. If you don't have a sugar plum in your throat by the end credits, you need to come in from the cold. Uh, Wonderful Life, I have not seen I've not seen much of. I think this is the movie where the kid says, you know Every time a bell rings and Hendrick gets his wings. Oh god, excuse me. I got the burps. But yeah, no, Wonderful Life is always either number one or up towards the top of a lot of people's uh favorite Christmas movies list. And I can definitely see why. It's it's an old old time classic. A good old feel for good, good old feel time, you know, feel good, feel time classic. Those were words I just tried to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what Entertainment Weekly lists as their top 20 uh, movies of all time. Now, if I had to pick my top 10 movies, my top 10 Christmas movies, um, I will say number 10 for me would be Elf because, you know, of reasons. Uh, number nine will definitely be, uh, the Santa Claus, because while I still do enjoy it, it's not as great of a movie as I, you know, once thought it was, uh, both the sequels too. I'll group the sequels in there. Uh, number eight for me, and I still enjoy these movies, so don't think because I'm putting them, you know, wherever in the list that... I think they're bad. What was on uh, eight? Eight. Uh, there's Mickey's Once Slash Twice Upon a Christmas. Both of those movies. Those are really good ones that I really love. Uh, number seven. I will do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The old one from 1966. Uh, number six. I will put a Year Without a Santa Claus. Number five. I will put Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I know, it's 
low on the list for me, but Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely number five for me because there's movies I like watching more every year than Nightmare Before Christmas. Number four, oh, Polar Express. A lot of people, like, on that list, I'm surprised, on the Entertainment Weekly list, I'm surprised Polar Express wasn't on there, but yeah, number four, Polar Express is going for me. Now, to sum it up, Polar Express is basically about this kid who, at the stroke of midnight, I believe, gets on this train to the North Pole because he and a bunch of kids were invited to see Santa to, you know, wish for a present. And he has this bell. He keeps his bell towards the end of the movie, and he keeps it until he's an adult, and as an adult, he can't hear the bell anymore. Only as a kid, he could hear the bell because he believed in Santa. And this movie is really great. Tom Hanks is like five different characters, and I absolutely love Tom Hanks. So Polar Express is definitely a great one for me. Uh, number three, number three, um, I will do number three. I'll put the Grinch movies, just any of them. Uh, the nineteen sixty six cartoon, uh, the one with Jim Terry, the live action one with Jim Terry, and even the more recent one, uh, the one f- which when did this come out? Twenty eighteen, the animated one from uh, Illumination. They're all, I just love the Grinch story in general, and especially the 2018 one, that was definitely a good retelling of it too. I wasn't sure about it at first, but my wife literally sat me down and forced me to watch it, and it was a really good movie. Uh, Number two, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, just because I remember, it's not a great movie, but it just, it has a special memory, like it holds a special place in my memory. Actually, you know what? Number two, stretch that. Number two is Home Alone. Both one, no, one and two. Only one and two. Not any of the other ones they tried to do because those were terrible. And number one for me, and this is not going to be a popular one. Number one for me is Jingle All the Way. Uh, this is a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he's a uh, father who's struggling to, you know, interact with his son. His son basically thinks he's a deadbeat. Uh, the neighbor's trying to get with the mom, and his son really wants this toy for Christmas, so he goes out and tries to get this toy and does all this kind of stuff. He ends up dressing up as the superhero that this kid really likes and getting him the toy by the end of it. Um, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and I think I'm a little biased on Jingle All the Way because it was filmed, like 90% of it was filmed in Minnesota. Like, there's a whole scene that takes place at Mall of America... Uh, at one point, him and this other character are sitting at Mickey's Diner in St. Paul. And, I don't know, I just really like Jingle All the Way. A lot of people don't seem to like it, but I really like it. Uh, the first one, definitely watch the first one if you can. It's on YouTube, it's free with ads. Uh, but definitely, do not watch the sequel. Because, yes, they tried to make a sequel with Larry the Cable Guy. Ugh. That's just, ugh, no, no. I shall not have it. But, yeah, those are some of my favorite Christmas movies. And I think with that, that's going to be the end of this episode. Uh, what are your guys' favorite Christmas movies? I will post a question on Spotify, or you can let me know on social media. The links will be in the link tree in the description. Also in the description, there's the link to send me a voice message through Anchor, link to support this podcast. Also in the description, like I said in the beginning, I will put a link to the Squadcast scavenger hunt. Like I said before, you know, consider joining up with them. Join the guest scavenger hunt and 
possibly win up to $5,000 worth of podcast equipment. But that's going to be it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, finally into the Christmas season. Enjoy the weather out there. Stay warm. Stay hydrated. Get vaccinated. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one.